Good morning. It's Thursday, everyone. I'm Andrew Dowd. It's time for another Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. We are joined today, as always, by Steve Glick, Dave Rettiner, and today, a return customer, Mr. Ed Brule. How are you? I am well. Thank you. All right, Ed, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Uh, so let's look, we're almost to the end of October. This is mm-hmm. Halloween weekend. Yep. I think it's a great time of year to be out here. Halloween's always fun. Uh, Dave, you're a big Halloween guy. We were just talking uh, about I'm this. A big ca- I'm a big candy person. You are a big candy person. Yeah. Actually. I, I it's amazing. I don't have diabetes. It's amazing. You I, I worry about it on a daily basis. <laughs> chocolate on your desk or it will disappear if yes. Dave's in the office. Um, but uh, but before we get to what's happening for the Halloween weekend, let's talk to Ed about a couple things today. Um, let's start with maybe the most current thing that a lot of people have been talking about, and that is the increase in interest rates and how that affects. Yeah, I'm actually the market. really curious your thoughts on that. What is what's your take? How do you see that impacting things? And so the rates have gone from three to six on their way to seven. That's a big move, like a historically massive move. But there's two different points I'd like to make. One is there's a national average and there's a micro market average, meaning like our Hampton market, and they're not the same. They're not correlated, they don't play the same game. What I mean is the buyer in the Hamptons who's coming out of the city isn't as dependent on interest rates as the buyer who's buying a a track home in California for $200,000. It's Mm -hmm. a totally different buyer. So when our buyer comes out and and they say they're all cash, they're either all cash because the bank wants to lend to them at a discounted rate to the seven points, or they can go get their own funds from Mm -hmm. their own, you know, investors. So it sort of changes the buyer's strength in the Hamptons. That said, you know, I think the market is certainly slowing, but it's not stopping. And I think more importantly is the new buyer pool that's in the Hamptons. And that's, but, that's the pivot. Yeah. But Ed, you know, when the mortgage rates were at 3%, people that didn't necessarily need a mortgage were just taking it because it was, it was so cheap. And True. don't you think people were just taking that 3% and just buying a home and borrowing the money just because it was, it was so cheap to to get it? And I, that, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, because, I don't see that. I don't, yeah, I don't because that. you're right. Because during COVID, people were, that was a big part of the negotiation was no mortgage contingency. If you were a no mortgage contingency buyer during COVID, you were that, the cleaner, better buyer. Was, and, you and, still, and you almost had to be that. But, but you, if, if it's a non contingency um, buyer, you could still take a mortgage. That's exactly right. It's that's not, right. That's it doesn't and, mean. And, and, and as importantly, is regularly we in the Hamptons will do these cash buys. Mm-hmm. But the buyer ultimately ends up getting a loan because it's cheap money, right? That right. person doesn't always have to get a 7% loan. He can get a 3% so loan. So who is taking out a mortgage here in the Hamptons? Is well, it a d- price it point? Ulti- yeah. ultimately, yeah. Every- ultimately, everybody ends up taking a mortgage. Very rarely does the trade actually occur cash to cash. Very okay. rarely. Because it's just, oh, it just makes sense. Like, why, why would you not want bank money at 3 or 4 points? Now, at 7 points, it gets to the point where you're really doing it. But even then, you're probably doing a, you know, a five-year you know, like Melissa arm, said, yeah, yeah right. an arm, and you're just trying to like, and you'll refinance it later. So, so has the interest rates up to six to seven percent affected the Hamptons real estate market? All right, perhaps it's part of the slowing, but so too is the seasonality. So too is COVID's ebbing, and and I think most importantly is right. We went from four thousand pieces of of sellable units, right, inventory, to a 
1400 mm-hmm. right now we're at 1400 and there's the agent pool in the Hamptons has probably gone from 1000 to 3000. Now, right? why is that? I think everyone from the city after COVID poured out here, mm-hmm. buyers, sellers, year round livers, including brokers, and then built their businesses out here. So now they're here. Fine. I don't think it affects anything, but you're asking me about why is the market slowing? I think it's slowing because the market's slowing, right? We have been flowing. We had a huge COVID premium, a huge COVID charge of buyers. But that's, that's settling back down into 2019, 2020 normals, but still great market. Right. But more importantly is the new buyers. They're no longer that summer crew looking for a summer house. It's a year-round family who found a way to be successful on Zoom, and they live here all year. That's a massive edit. It's a massive pivot to the buyer pool. Right. So how has the market changed pre and post-COVID? I mean, I, you kind of already answered mm-hmm. that, but just in a, a quick yeah, it's a, snapshot. It's a big difference. It's, it's yeah. a big difference, and you can see it, and you can feel it when you're driving around. So for those of us who live here, streets we used to drive down in October, November, December, January were dead, and no cars in the driveway Completely now. dead. Completely yeah. packed now. Like, yeah. And, and now the markets and the highway and the traffics. And so I just see the year-round community is, is, is here and expanding, and I think it's a natural... Um, proof of the success in our community. It's a great sign. Great. Now, the stock market, right? The stock market, we see it on the news all the time. Twitter, Meta, the stock market's up, down. I think it's up today. How has that affected um, real estate, especially Hamptons real estate? I think it's affected the underlying... um, perception of the market. I think there's a lot more fear in the marketplace right now, right? And, and being the broker with Jen Wilson on, on Watermill Crossing, the amount of people that I've been able to sort of sit with and do deals with and talk about the market with is, is above average, right? I, I, I usually do a bunch of trades a year now with Watermill Crossing. I'm doing twice as many trades a year. So that's a lot of interactions with buyers, sellers, attorneys. And what I'm learning is people want to be here all year and they want it to be easy. Sure. The idea of like having a, a, a year-round house in the Hamptons that they have to turn off and turn on, and that, that to me is less appealing. I'm seeing that less, and the demand is now easy living, year-round. Can I okay. go there all the time? Because right. I have one in Aspen, I have one in Miami, I have one in California, and it's just easier for me to leave them all on. They're easy. You know, my team can service them, and then I just sort of land where I land and do business where I do business. I'm seeing a lot of that. Well, there's a lot of value, too, with Watermill Crossing, which we've touched on in a couple of previous podcasts, and I think that that makes it, I don't want to say it's an easy sell, but it makes it very marketable. It I, makes I, sense. I, I, like I love, the math, the math yeah. makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, Steve, Steve said that the other day. He's like, the perfect five-cap return. Well, Steve, Steve said, actually, he said, Ed, am I mistaken, or is... Watermill Crossing, the best investment in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the best investment in the Hamptons. Now, granted, that's my saying, right? I think that Hamptons is the best investment on earth, but the current best investment in the Hamptons is Watermill Crossing. Mm-hmm. And we've sold 17 of the 34. There's 17 left. When they're gone, everybody is going to ask us, why didn't you lean on me harder? Why didn't you tell me to buy one? Because <laughs> they're going to come to market at the end of 23. People are going to move into them, and there'll be a 10% premium on them. That's my guess. 10% right. premium on the deals we've already we done. We try so. to tell them. I mean, I, I, you try to tell people. It's like I've seen it many times, a couple deal. of times. The the one that hits my memory the, the most right now is is the success of the watch case development in Sag Harbor. I mean, it was the same thing. It was just like, oh, no one's going to want a condo. Oh, but that one no. took a while. That one didn't just sell right out of the box. Well, that was a, but it, it took a while because it hit it, it hit a you know, it was like a 2008 situation, but those, those places are awesome. I and I it's the same yeah, thing well, this with these one, developments. This one's these a cleaner, developments are so rare in yeah. the Hamptons. They're so, so rare. Crossing is such a cleaner, uh, 
presentation and a cleaner deal. It's cleaner to much cleaner to understand. It's not as complicated as it was. Now, if someone's investing into Hamptons real estate, what's a long term investment play for Hamptons real estate to preserve? Wealth for years and years to come. That's good. So, so the reason I say Hamptons real estate is the best investment on earth is because I've seen it with my clients, with my friends, with family members, literally preserve generational wealth and transfer it to the next generation um, by intelligently using the asset that is Hamptons land. So what I mean is if grandma owns a house or grandpa owns a piece of land, he can gift it to the child or the kids and then they can manage it. They can put a rental house on it. They can put it in the portfolio. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen scenarios where, where couples who buy their first house, they come out here as a second house, they start using it, they get pregnant, they enjoy the house. And instead of selling and trading up, they keep the house in an LLC and buy another one, mm-hmm. right? You've added an asset to the portfolio. You're now managing real estate instead of just stocks and bonds. Yep. And you've created sort of a, a, a knowledge of the market where the whole family is sort of participating, right? Because they know the vacation house also throws off money, but it's also and it's just a really good way to open the family up into you know investing and preserving wealth and capturing upside on everything you do. It's not just the city people that benefit from this. I mean, lo- I mean, growing up out here, locals, I mean, this is a huge part of how people uh, are able to stay financially independent and really stay ahead of the curve, really enjoy their lives, go on vacations for long periods of time, you know, run their business the way they want to run their business. Um, or, or whatever, or their just their entire, their entire lives and their family, they're able to spend more time with their family. And it always has to do with the ability to keep a house in the Hamptons and enjoy it, but treat it as an investment and, you know, utilize all the options that you can, you can, where else in the world can you rent the house out for the summer? you know, for the kind of money that you can. Well, so, so that is one of the underlying characteristics yeah. that makes the Hamptons yeah. so unique. And most people don't get it. So until you get it, um, it's, it's easy to look at the Hamptons as sort of this fly-by-night party crew for the summer from New York City. But that's not what it is, right? What yeah, it actually it's is... really it, a it's generating an, asset. It's an exurbia. So it's not the suburbs. It's mm-hmm. an exurb from New York City. So they're going all the way out. And when they get out, they want to they stay and live. They used to want to stay in vacation. Now they want to stay and live. And that's a fundamental shift in our market, right? So they want to come out here and they want to live here all year. That changes the demand. It changes the community. It changes everything. Since I started here, Ed's whole hook has been don't ever sell Hamptons real estate, (laughs) which is not something you typically hear from a real estate agent. But you've been, I mean, you've been on this. This isn't like some new trend that you've been like, hey, you know what? You should keep your asset. No, you've been saying that since before COVID. Before, I mean, as it long really as I've known. It's true, though. And, and, it's, it's, and, true. It's, and it's true. And I think it just uh, holds more weight now than, you know. Very, I, I, don't, I don't know Thank anyone, you. and maybe Ed, you do, but I, don't, I personally don't know anyone that says, oh my God, I am so glad I sold that house in the Hamptons. Well, so that's the only mistake I've made as a broker. And it's, it's, it's painful, right? When, you, when someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm going to sell my house, and, and they walk you through the psychology of a sale, right? It's always different, but there's always some depth there. And, and you get to the point where she or he has to let the house go, and they, and, and they sell it. <clears throat> You know what happens, right? Even if it's at the top of the market, 
every cycle. We've seen so many tops and bottoms, but you get the top of the market and you sell it and you're like, I did it. Mm -hmm. Hit the top. I got my $2 million on my street. Three years, it's worth two eight. Five years, it's worth three two. Six years, it's worth four and a quarter. It's like, guys, hold the underlying asset because this goes back to your, your, your pointed question. We're in an inflationary environment. The things that inflate are hard assets. So everything is inflating. So if you own land, a Mm -hmm. house, it will also inflate at 7% a year or whatever inflation is. So it's very important to have that money in the asset appreciating along Mm -hmm. with inflation. The -hmm. fact that that asset can throw off profitable income as a rental makes it that much more valuable. So Ed, your wealth of knowledge and you're also a real estate agent. Why, why would someone want to work with Ed Brule? What's the, what's the best things that you can bring to help a buyer and seller? I mean, I could, I could tell you that. Yeah, no, I, 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 love, I love what I do, and I've found, um, now it's getting personal here, but the, the girls yeah. just went off to college, right? So Mariah and I are now empty nesters. <clears throat> Certainly not an easy thing to do, but it was awesome, and I'm so happy. And yeah, they were congratulations really good, really good, on my two. Really good schools. Yeah, I got two you, good you ones. I got, I got Ella made it into Tulane and Maryland into U-Miami, and now me and Mariah are at home, empty nesters, building our companies, and it's been fun, really re, sort of resurfacing and re branding my company and growing into a new new space. I, I feel like the, the, the market is changing. And I'll say it here. The market's changed so much so that um, the brokerages are going to be different. I mean, look what's, I kind ha- of agree look what's with happening. I, I agree with you. I can't figure out exactly how the hedgerow model works. Interesting to see how that works out because it's working. Compass, I mean, the, the stock is tanking and it's getting spooky if you own it, but it's, it's an interesting company. Saunders is by far the best by miles, but in terms of like how you structure yourself and how you service the client, it's different. It, it's so different now. And what I'll say is the last two deals I did, I made a YouTube video with you guys mm-hmm. and the YouTube video was so concise that it told the whole story, right? So it was like yep. a two minute video, rattled it off, 2,400 views within three weeks, like 18 people at both open houses, bidding war and the deal was done. Now, we're not in COVID craziness, we're, but you get it in front of that many people and you yep. price the property right. And, you, and, yep. and not, not only that, it, what I found is if I make the videos right with you guys and I get all the data in the queue, yep. it makes the brokerage, the brokers better at selling my listing. So yep, that's been they, a game changer. Yeah, they right. understand all the hooks that I put in the videos so I teach them how to sell it. So it's, right. it, that's been a godsend to me. Thanks, team. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Let's. I, I want to say this also. Ed has an unbelievable high energy. Like every time I'm around Ed, I always feel more alert. I just want to be because <laughs> he comes the, in with energy drinks. He, yeah, he's just the kind. He's just the kind of guy you want to be be around in terms of uh, in terms of energy. And then, uh, then the second thing I want to say is just your intellect on not just the real estate market, but the macro economy and the stock market is just, it's like, how do you not listen to Ed Brule? You know? Thanks Dave. No problem. Anyway, that's my, uh, let's listen to Steve now with the numbers (laughs) on the market. What do you got, Steve? Yeah, this past week, there were only 15 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk, which is down from last year. There were 53 last year. So it's a decrease of 72%. And it was a slow week. And last year, I mean, two years ago in 2020, there were 56 listings, which is a decrease of 73%. The breakdown of those 15 transactions, there was two between six and eight, five between two and four million, and eight under two million. The dollar volume was 40 million compared to last year at 179 million, which is a decrease of 78%. And the dollar volume in 2020 was 156 million, which is a decrease of 74%. So it's certainly a, sl- a slower week um, mm-hmm. than normal. 
with listings going into contract, but new listings coming onto the market, we saw an increase of 18 listings. There were 33 new listings that came onto the market and the breakdown of those 33 new listings, there was two between 10 and 20 million, one between eight and 10 million, two between six and 8 million, four between four and six, seven between two and four and 17 new listings under 2 million. The overall inventory stands at 2,059 total listings which includes active and in contract. So if you just include the active listings, it's about 1472 with 587 listings in contract. So that's the market update for this past week. Hmm. I got to say something. So, so thank you for that. I want to add this. When you see it's the first time in years, we've had more than 12 additional yep. units added to the inventory. Correct. Over 12. First time in two and a half, three years. Hmm. And what I'm saying is, Right now, the houses being listed in the last two to three weeks are priced properly. They're to be shown to customers, and it's a whole new market. Awesome. What happened before was still kind of the tale of COVID. So you're trying to like, you had these sellers who kind of didn't really want to sell, but they put a big number on there and see if they get it. Now, COVID's come, COVID's gone, summer's come, summer's gone. Now we're at the end of the year, and they're... The sellers are like, do I really want to hold this thing one more year? Maybe I don't. I put it out there. So right now, the inventory is coming back on, priced properly. So if you're a buyer, now is the time to really start watching this market. There's less buyers in the fall. There's more real sellers, and prices are where they should be. So we're properly priced. It's a very good time to be a buyer in the Hamptons. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Good take. Dave, what do you got this weekend? Yeah, so it's Halloween time. Halloween! So that's always fun. There's a lot of fun things to do in the Hamptons. There's an amazing article on Hamptons.com that is, is it's, it's probably our favorite website, right? We, yeah. we really like Hamptons.com. And I would say that this is the go-to spot to figure out what to do if you want to go to a Halloween party because there is an article by Veronica Chumby that is titled Top Halloween Parties in the Hamptons. Well, there you go. So you have a Halloween silent disco party at 7 p.m. on October 28th at the Southampton Arts Center. The Clubhouse in the Hamptons, that's probably the one to go to. That's probably going to be so much fun, the Clubhouse in the Hamptons. That's going to be on Friday at 9 p.m. Um, and obviously you got to show up in a costume. Um, and there's going to be a special performance and specialty cocktails. Um, and just for like a more... Super party vibe. The Union Burger Bar in Southampton is having a party, and the Stephen Talk House is also having a party uh, on Saturday. Um, and then the Southampton Public House is doing it as well. Uh, that's in Southampton. Uh, and then if you're going to go all the way out to Montauk, Soleil East is having a cool party. Wow, there's at a lot 8 going on. And if you want to stay in Watermill, the Halloween cocktails and costumes at Calissa is having a party. So they're all fun. Um, and I, I can't really pick my favorite one. I've been to the one at uh, Union before and had a great time. So I recommend that if you are in the mood to go to a Halloween party this weekend. Great. Have the kids babysit. All right, get, a, get a babysitter for the kids. Or... <laughs> If uh, you want to take, this is the thing to do. If you have kids, you got to go to the ragamuffin parade in Sag Harbor. So this is like so much fun. The whole community of Sag Harbor gets involved 
every single store, the owners of the store or the employees of the store, they all get dressed up. They all stand outside and Sag Harbor suddenly feels like you're at like a concert or something. It's just, you're just walking around with your kids. So let's just make, let's make sure you set the stage here, right? Yeah. The whole main street closes. It's just crazy. And, it's and beautiful. It's the just whole like a street thing. is full it's of like, families oh, walking. Oh, so there's no, no cars yeah. to drive No cars on Main okay. Street. Okay, and it's just this march down just Main Street with every single kids. store giving candy away. Yes. It's hmm. like chaos. Perfection and, chaos. And Best thing ever. And your kid just like loses their minds. Exactly. Like, uh, last year, my daughter wasn't even two yet, I don't think, and she she knew something was up. You know what I mean? Like she was like on the march. She was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm interested. You know what I mean? What, so when this is this going really down? Excited. This is on Sunday or Saturday? So that's October 30th. So it runs all day, 1 p.m. to oh, 4 Sunday. PM. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. So it's a lot of fun. You got to go to the Ragamuffin Parade. Um, I'm skipping that one. And then you got the Little Lucy's 21st Annual Halloween Pet Parade. Meh. Do you, I guess that's fun. You dress up your, you dress up your dog as a Halloween um, in a Halloween costume. I guess that's fun. Yeah, you know, why not? Um, you could dress your dog up as like another animal. That's interesting. Like you, you dress, you your dog dress up the dog as a cat, as, as like a <laughs> as a lion or something. Yeah. So that's at Agawam Park, October 29th, 1 okay. p.m. to 3 p.m. Good old Southampton Agawam Park. It's always a good time whenever they have anything going on there. Um, so enjoy Halloween. What um, What are you getting dressed up as, Steve? I am getting um, the Scream from uh, the movie nice. Scream. You know, uh, Scream, yeah. the mask, that scary mask. Yeah. That's, that always that is kind of scary. That, that gets me every time. Man. That, Kids yeah, today will scary. not understand that the call, that scene in the movie where it's like the call's coming from inside the house. It's like where they had like the caller ID. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, the, like, what is a caller oh, ID? That's so funny. Yeah, you're you right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so like, funny. That kind of horror doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. What about you, uh, Dowd? Uh, Andrew Dowd, what are you going as? Yeah, we got like a whole Disney theme going in our uh, in our family. We got like a Beauty and the Beast thing going on with myself and my youngest daughter. And then my wife is going as the fairy godmother. And my oldest daughter is going as Cinderella. So... Don't you have to get like a license to wear a Disney outfit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that's so we'll do the whole trick or treating thing uh, on Maryland Boulevard in Hampton Bays, which is like a big that that's like a street shuts down and all the neighbors get that's really really into it and yeah. people come from all over. So that's always a lot of fun. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Look, Dave, what about you? My daughter's getting dressed up as Cookie Monster, and I don't. Going, I thought you were going as Batman. <sighs> I feel like I'm too cheap to buy the costume. I feel like, I think that's my problem. I think I'm just too cheap to buy the costume because you only use it once. It's like, you're not going to save the costume and they're like a hundred bucks. And Ed, what, that's you, my Ed what are you going as a real estate broker? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, that's good. Ed, before we wrap it up, anything else you want to touch on? Well, uh, thank you. You know, thanks for having yeah. the, the platform. Thanks for setting the stage. Thanks for all the marketing you do. Um, I guess the only thing I'd say is, um, as we look out into the future, it feels to me like the one underlooked, overlooked niche in our market is commercial. Mm -hmm. That's where I'll leave us. And, and the reason I say that is, if, if what's happening, if what I feel is happening is happening, it's been happening for two years. Yeah, meaning, those commercial properties that, are going to be... Meaning everyone who came out after COVID doesn't go back, right? So they stay here. And they stay here all year. 
we have much more commercial demand and we're not prepared to service it. Like we have to fix our roads. We got to make sure we got a little wider highway and we got to make sure commercial is addressed. So one particular piece that I love, which is sticking out is, is Andrew's office in East Hampton, 26 Montauk highway, I think is a terrific commercial opportunity for somebody when the time is right. And I think that's going to trade and I think it's make for a really powerful corner right there in East Hampton. So I'm a fan of that piece. I think someone's gonna do something great there. And I I love that. I love that property. Awesome. Yeah. That office building is amazing. Um, that's a good spot to start. All right. Good deal. Uh, Ed, thanks for joining us. Um, be sure to check out our website, saunders.com, for more on Ed's listings and all of our listings. And that's it. Have a great Thursday. That's our podcast. I'm Andrew Dowd, and that is what's happening in the Hamptons.